Hey, 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 this is your girl, Sada Star, coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life Community. This is your first time tuning in. The Easy Breezy Life is a community for women who are fierce, focused, and fired up. We are urban professionals who do it all. We're mothers, we're spouses, we're partners. We are living, loving, and trying to walk our faith walk out in this cold, cold world. But most importantly, we're doing it together. So I thank you for tuning in today. If you happen to like what you hear, please make sure that you go on your podcast platform, like, subscribe, rate, share it with a friend, forward it to somebody you care about. Maybe they might get a nugget or two out of everything you hear today. So we're going to take a break and I'll be back after I tell you ways that I keep my life simple so that I can level up in the easy breezy life. Want to know how I save tons of money on a Caribbean vacation while earning cash back? It's easy. The answer is Rakuten. Sign up online today using the link in our episode notes so you can start saving and earning cash back on your favorite online stores. And we're back. So if you have been paying attention to the news this week, Basketball legend Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and other individuals who, um, at this point, I don't think I've seen any names in the media, have passed away in a very tragic helicopter accident. This was so saddening because literally yesterday, my husband and I were watching as LeBron broke Kobe Bryant's record um, for scoring in the NBA and talked about after um, the game, how much of an influence Kobe Bryant had in his professional career. So I'm sure that even LeBron James is brokenhearted today as we are all just in disbelief of what has happened. I mean, 41 years old is so, so young. And it seems like the man was just now being able to enjoy his family after dedicating so much of his adult life to the game of basketball. So my heart goes out to the Bryant family and everyone who lost someone in this helicopter accident. This also makes me think about something that happened to me and my husband this past weekend when we were on our way home and that I just spent this entire week processing but didn't really share in last week's episode. So my husband and I live in Jersey and we were traveling northbound on a last Sunday evening and we you know, I'm half asleep because it's after 9.30 and after 9.30, I basically turn into a pumpkin. But we were in the vehicle with my husband and a close friend. And when I wake up, it's to the voice of my friend saying like, oh my gosh, is that a person? Well, it turned out that there was a woman who was crossing the Garden State Parkway um, near the Union exit and she was struck and killed right in front of us. And I lie to you not, we were seconds away from hitting that woman. I know it had to be God and some sort of angelic intervention that prevented us from hitting her. And it was just really hard to process this past week because I wondered if we should be grateful that we didn't hit her 
But then understanding that someone lost a sister, a mother, possibly a, a you know, a, a, a wife. I, I don't know who this woman was. And my heart just goes out to her family because all I kept thinking this week was her loss was so tragic and sudden and people will never fully know the details surrounding how she ended up on the highway and why she was walking across the Garden State Parkway that night. And it was traumatizing for us to watch. But what I just keep thinking is that someone actually lost their life. And my heart also goes out to uh, the young man who hit her because I'm sure on his journey up, you never expect to see an individual crossing the highway. And so if you're going whatever that speed limit is, it's almost impossible to stop if you notice it dead in the middle of the night. So I I just feel like nobody wins in these situations. It doesn't matter if you're a superstar or not. Human life is human life. And it just makes me really sad sometimes, even as a believer, to see that we don't get to control how people go, when they go, and the circumstances surrounding those situations. So I think I, in the past few years of my life, has been trying to cope with the reality of humanity that in my faith walk, I can pray, I can believe, I can stay in faith. And that means that sometimes I don't get to predict still the outcomes and sometimes outcomes are not desirable, but we keep on believing anyway, right? And I think my son is evidence of that, that no matter what we went through with him and my daughter, we just keep believing because what is the alternative, right? For me, the alternative of belief and faith is having no hope. And (laughs) I'm sorry, but hope is what keeps me going every single day. And so people can call it delusion or call it being unrealistic, but hope is my medicine. And, you know, and I am hoping for some sort of comfort to come for the Bryant family. There's Nothing that anyone can say to the Bryant family and everyone who's lost someone in this accident that could probably comfort them in this very moment. And knowing that some wounds, some challenges kind of stay with us and we learn to cope and move on from it, but healing may never look the way it did before said crises happened in our lives. So just wanted to have that moment. Um, with all of you just to kind of share what the accident reminded me of and my husband and I's own experience with experiencing something so tragic last weekend. So let's go into this week's topic. I have come to a place as you listened to last uh, week's episode where I said that 2020 is going to be my year of yes. Like I have decided I'm going to decree and declare that 2020 is my year of yes. And I mean that in the most Barbara Walters, um, I don't care what nobody think. This is 2020 and that's what we're doing. So as I try to think of not making resolutions, but being resolute in the way it is that I approach my boundaries, my relationships, my goals, my dreams in this year. Um, I'm also thinking of all the things that I'm going move to the side and that really people can miss me with this year. And so we're gonna, I'm going to try to do this in a few parts and not bombard you all in one episode. But I'm just going to go through a quick checklist of things people can miss me with this year. 
So the first thing that people can miss me with, or really I can miss myself with, is trying to get your way all the time. So an alpha woman struggle, and let me tell you this as a person who is an alpha woman who has a lot of alpha woman friends. It is hard for alpha women to be friends with one another because inevitably you're going to bump heads and you just got to decide in that moment um, whether or not the thing you're bumping heads for is worth the friendship. But one thing that people can miss me with this year is trying to get their way all the time. Nothing screams controlling like a person, whether it be a man or a woman who is always trying to get their way. And people who are insistent on getting their way will argue, manipulate, and use every tactile tactic in the book to really convince you to do things their way. And so as I gradually learn when to exercise my veto power um, and using it only when it really matters, I also fight off people who want to enforce their wills and their ways into my life. And y'all have heard me before when I talk to um, the experiences that I had in trying to wrestle for my rest out of the claws and hands of family members, organizations, really anybody. And so this year is just about sustaining my rest. And I continue to do that by ensuring that I don't get entangled in trying to have my way all the time, but that I also don't let others enforce trying to get their way all the time in my life. Right. And that also means like, you know, deciding which battle is a battle worth fighting. Right. Like, is it really important for me to change the hearts and minds of certain people concerning me? Or is it more important that I move on with my life and leave small fights for small fighters? Right. Knowing that I have a way bigger vision and and mindset in the back of my mind about what I'm trying to accomplish in 2020. The second thing you can miss me with is loveless, cheap sex. And then you're like, wait a minute, you know, uh, I thought you mentioned that you were married. You talk about your husband. Yes, I'm married, which means my husband and I can have all the cheap sex we want. But you know what you can miss me with? People who do not respect the fact that I am wearing a wedding ring and still hit on me anyway. I have to tell you that there are so many times I come across people, and I'm sure my husband encounters this also, where people just think that, you know, the ring is just a little hurdle that they need to get over. And um, either they don't respect their wedding vows, or they don't think I respect my wedding vows, and think that they could possibly offer me something that my husband does not offer me. Well, let me be clear here and say that your girl is very happily married. (laughs) I, not only that, like before getting with my husband, let's just say that I know there's nothing in these streets for me, okay? Like by the time I married my husband, I was 30 or 31 years old and I had a very active dating light in my 20s. So you could really, really miss me with whatever you think you got going on because I already know based on firsthand experience of what I lived in my 20s that I will never, never give up what I have at home for what is roaming in these streets. So yes, miss me with the loveless cheap sex. The next thing that I am very intent about this year is mental trash. There used to be a time that I kind of indiscriminately watched TV shows. And as I have realized that I am someone who tends to take on um, people's, I can feel people's feelings, emotions. I'm very careful about what I feed myself because I'm realized that I absorb my environment in ways that most people do not, right? And so 
I can meet a person and just by sensing them, get a feel of what they're going through or what they're feeling. And as such, that means I also have to really safeguard myself against mental trash. So the last reality TV show that I really uh, know and the last star that I really got to know was Cardi B. I don't know who the new cast is of the Love and Hip Hop series or, you know, what's going on with Real Housewives of Atlanta. I see clips here and there in the news, but I can't really say that I follow those shows. And that's really because these days I don't watch much TV because I've come to the realization that when I really decode TV shows and um, decode what's going on, a lot of it is not not feeding the part of my spiritual life that I'd like to see grow. Um, and a lot of times, you know, there are some things that I'm still trying to uh, and get over, which is like mainly being a clapback queen. And some of those shows just give you tips and tricks on how you can do be better at the clapback. So if I am trying to get away from behaviors of my former alpha woman life, because, you know, I always like to say that I'm an alpha woman in recovery, then I have to be mindful of what I'm feeding myself through my eyes, my ears, and my conversation. And so um, I don't do this perfectly 100% of the time, but I find oftentimes just setting the intention of clearing myself of mental trash means that when I find myself in a circumstance or situation where trash is being thrown my way, something will prompt me to either remove myself, pause, be silent, or, you know, just get up and step out of the location. So that means that when I come in the house and my husband is watching one of these shows full of killing and and these action movies i mean they're so graphic now and i'm sure he is so worn because i'm always like why are you watching this show with my son in the house because i don't want to watch the mental trash and i don't want my son to be exposed to it either i know what you're thinking yes it's a cruel cruel world and i can't protect him from everything yes but today Today, as he's two years old, I'm going to be protecting my son from mental trash as I shield myself from mental trash. And that's really because like the news has become so grim. Every time I look at the news or read the news, there's some scandal. There's war. There's there's just so many tragedies. There are fires. It is hard to keep up with the news and everything that is happening and still be positive right now like I'm struggling my friends are struggling like people are just struggling because you know it's hard to it's hard to stay above how much toxicity is existing right now and for me sometimes that just means taking a break from all the tv and watching some Netflix or, you know, a good show like The Good Place that is just lighthearted, still has a little bit of morals in there, but doesn't make me feel sad to get up in the morning and go to work. That's really what it comes down to. I need as much high energy I can get to do the work that I do and to still be a positive influence in the life of people around me. And sometimes um, mass media at the moment just misses the mark. So... That's what I'm doing. The next thing is emotional garbage. You know, as I mentioned before, forgiveness is really the final frontier for me. Like I realized that in my family and household, one of the things we really struggled with is not knowing how to forgive people and move on. Like somebody would do something that pissed you off and you're just like, you cut off, right? Like that Cardi B song. And I'm quick to cut up. Also, don't get comfortable. My family knows how to cut a person off. And I've just come to realize that that's emotional garbage. 
That is not the way of love. And you will think that you forgave somebody, but really you never did. You just cut them out your life. And when their name comes up or when you see their picture, you're cringing because you have that unforgiveness, you know, lingering in your heart. And, you know, it's so funny. I feel like God tested me on this recently because I ran into my ex when I was at the supermarket a few weeks ago. And I was like, of course, of course, I would speak about forgiveness, write about forgiveness. And then I got to run into a person who I never wanted to see again in life. Life has to happen this way because, you know, how else am I tested on the things that I speak about unless I have to put them in action? So I run into my ex and being the creeper, the creeper that he is starts to ask me about whether or not we can meet up or if we can have my phone number. People are wilding. Mind you, I got on a ring. He got on a ring. And the man even has on a, a band that tells me that somebody just gave birth. Okay, so I'm looking at this band on his wrist and I'm like, uh, somebody just gave birth. And you're here asking me if whether or not you should have my phone number. And this is exactly what I talk about. Miss me with that. Okay, but that's not the point of the emotional garbage piece. The point of the emotional garbage piece is I was really able to tell him to miss me in a very polite, well, the way that I consider polite. Apparently, I'm very direct and people sometimes don't find that polite. But I was polite as I could be in the moment of a married man asking a married woman if they could get in touch and meet up. Um, I was able to do so without having any lingering effects of how much I disliked him at the time of our breakup. So I was happy to see that the Holy Spirit had done a work in my heart, that even though this individual and I will never, ever, ever, ever be friends, um, that I just, I wished him well. I wished him well in his uh, trifling lifestyle, and I hope that, that he and his family continue to flourish. But yes, the emotional garbage that I'm trying to get rid of this year is holding grudges and understanding that a lot of times when people do things to me, it really doesn't have anything to, de- to do with me and more to do with who they are as people, right? And just what they might be going through at the time and to take things less personal. The next thing that you can miss me with and we're going to stop here for this week is frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. Mm. So we are at a place where people are constantly running for the next win. It's like you get a win, you rest for a moment, and then it's like, well, what's the next person doing? How come they look like they're more successful? This comparison culture is, you know, killing people because people are willing to do anything to either compete, to measure up, for people to celebrate them. I don't know what we're looking for out here, but where are we really running to? And I have found that throughout my life, one of the areas that I've, now I don't know if it's good or bad, is that I just never really cared to compete. And mind you, I would, this is, you're talking about a person who did competition cheerleading, but I like competition cheerleading growing up only because I like to be on a stage. I never really cared if we came in second or third place or if we placed at all, as long as I got to perform. Like just the act of being able to practice and perform made me happy. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if it made me a slacker, um, but I just was not driven by competition. And anytime I found myself in environments where competition was um, thriving in the environment, I found myself retreating and just moving elsewhere. 
So that for me looks like in many arenas of my life of just keeping my business, my business, keeping my wins, my wins and um, celebrating other people's wins and understanding that their wins looks different than mine. Their struggles look different than mine. Um, their celeb- their life looks different than mine and being okay with my life and being happy and content with my life as opposed to always needing some form of validation or material possession or recognition or power or um, whatever it is that's out there to make me feel complete. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but my son is the number one example of gratitude in my life. Like I just know what doctors expected for him and what his reality is looking like. And I am grateful for his life every day. And I also realize that part of my emotional healing and his physical healing, because I'm his mom and we're very connected is me being able to keep myself in a space of peace, contentment, and joy while I can express gratitude and release healing energy into my son's life. And so I'm just trying to keep myself pretty and happy happy by not getting involved with a rat race and frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness. And we're going to stop it this week. I'm going to stop there. I have many other things that you can miss me with. So this might end up being a three or four part series, um, but I think it's going to be good. And really the whole idea of the things you can miss me with this year is really coming from um, the book of Galatians chapter five, verse 19 to 21 in the Bible, where, you know, the writer is essentially cautioning God's children to beware of ways that and things that we do that can ruin our walk, ruin our lives, and really not give us any satisfaction. And I'm going to read it just so we all know. Um, this is the message version. It is obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive love and cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes and divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom this way, you will not inherit God's kingdom. So here's the thing. I am so, so sincere about my salvation and my spiritual walk and my life and pursuing God this year. And so as I go through these lists of things that you can miss me with, know that it's because in my Bible time, and as as I read that passage, there were things that I felt convicted about. And I knew that there were things that other alpha women and people in my life would be convicted about. And so if anything I said today tinge or kind of felt like it was personal for you, then we want to explore where that's coming from because God does have a picture of good community, a successful life, and the kind of life where his blessings add no sorrow. And some of these things that I'm asking folks to miss me with are things that people need to miss you with also if you want to live a life that has a life full of blessing and no sorrow. Okay, so that's it for this week. I hope that you go out this week prayed up, covered up, soaked up, 
um, in God's presence. And I am wishing you well. I'm wishing you safe travels. And I want you to go into your workspace, your business, whatever space you're occupying. Take possession. Um, do what it is that you do. Give God glory. And we will be back next week. I love you. And God bless you.